Welcome, gentlemen, to the first ever League of Average Gentlemen podcast. I'm Colby Corbett, and joining me are your commissioners, Randy White and Ian Spencer. Good day, fellas. Hello. Hello, sir. How are you guys doing tonight? Not too bad. Pretty good. It was a hell of a day, but... Good. Well, we'll get this started. We wanted to kind of start a podcast here for the league to share updates, maybe trash talk a little bit. Today, what we're going to do is we're going to go through some league changes that happened in the offseason. Two of the bigger ones are ones related to COVID, and it's adding some IR spots. Uh, But the first one we're going to talk about is a little change to our flex position. Randy, do you want to talk about that? Not really. It's kind of a sore spot, but I'll go ahead and talk about it a little bit anyway. So um, we are in the what 11th year of this league now, and this is the second year of us being in Yahoo, having moved over from ESPN. Um, not sure if everyone is aware, but ESPN does not offer the option to have running backs wide and tight ends all be playable in the flex. Um, and that wasn't a problem for nine years. I'm not even sure that anyone noticed. But then uh, somehow last year, everyone lost their shit over not being able to put a tight end in the flex spot. And I'm pretty sure every other conversation I had with anyone about fantasy football, it came up. Maybe that's me being neurotic about it. I don't know. Uh, but Probably. Anyway, y'all, y'all were irritating about it. So we have caved and... Tight ends are now playable in the flex. So you can play one tight end. You can play two tight ends. You can fucking play three tight ends if you want to. Well, hey, don't let me into that. I was on your side where I thought adding a tight end would be a bad idea. That's true. That's true. I think you were were the only one that was on my team, and then Ian basically just decided not to take the side. Yeah, yeah. So if you don't like this – If you don't like this change, uh, pretty much Ian is to blame. Fine. Whatever. That's cool. I'll take it. I think the main complainers were Ellis, who really has no excuse because he's been in the league for probably the longest other than the, the four of us, you like the three of us and Jeff and then Kyle. So I don't know how Ellis didn't notice it before. And then Kyle Cooper, big cat, for some reason, got all pissed off that he couldn't start TJ Hawkinson over a legitimate player. Yeah, that's a really weird opinion. Yeah. Oh. I think it's all Jeff's fault, but we can discuss that later. Yeah, I'm fine blaming Jeff. He's, he's not in here, so we can blame him for pretty much everything. For sure. I think that's a good idea. And our, and our other change here had to do with COVID. Uh, we kind of had to adapt our, our IR spots a little bit for that. Uh, Ian, how many spots did we add? So we've added a total of four spots. So we have a total, um, total of five Four of those spots are strictly for COVID designations. Um, we don't know exactly how that's going to look yet. If it's going to specifically say COVID or that they're out for COVID, like, you know, like it would say shoulder or anything like that. Um, it is kind of going to be a self-managed thing. We're kind of going by the honor system. Um, need everybody to be honest with it. If you have somebody that's out for COVID, put them in there. If not, don't be trying to stash players on your, on your IR that, you know, you're just trying to hide. We will be monitoring it. If we have to get involved, we will, but we think everybody, we can trust everybody. Don't make us get involved. Right. Yeah, I, so I, I think that'll be a simple thing. Yeah. I will say, so So the, like, to clarify, it's not going to stop you from putting 
any player that is injury, like injured reserve eligible into any of those spots. So y'all are going to have to know that only one of those is just a generic IR and the rest are strictly COVID. Because we don't know what the designation is going to look like, but we know we can't designate specific COVID spots. Right. All right. I think it's time to kind of get into the meat and potatoes of uh, this first episode. So what we want to do is go through um, the draft, uh, go through the teams in draft order. We're going to do the teams who selected one through five to start. We're going to do that on this episode. And we're just going to kind of share our thoughts on the team makeup, on the draft results. uh, And then hopefully before the next or before the season kicks off, we'll do teams that picked in. Uh, pick six through ten. No one is safe. Yes, no, no, no. one is safe. Uh, so first up, we have a team that has yet to be named for this season because he had the honor of finishing in last place, um, and that's Ryan, who's formerly TD and Beers. Um, what did and y'all Ryan, think of Ryan? If you're listening to this for the first time, uh, I don't even know if you remember agreeing to that at last year's draft, but we do. <laughs> Yes, everybody does. Yeah, so yeah, we do not forget. Um, that'll be, that'll be coming out shortly too. Might even be before this is released. Um, so yeah, what are you guys' thoughts on uh, TD and Beer's team? So with the number one overall, you know, he went with a logical decision there um, between Zeke and and Saquon. I think Zeke was a, a logical move there, but it all kind of seemed to go downhill from there. Yeah, there were there were a couple that I thought were pretty decent picks, like Marquise Hollywood Brown. Uh, I like that pick in the sixth. I thought that he got good value there. And the other one that stood out to me was, uh, I know a favorite of Jeff's, was Emmanuel Sanders. I think him moving over to um, the Saints might give him a good opportunity to duplicate what he did last year. I'm not sure why he fell in ranking so much. Uh, but, yeah, I, I noticed the same thing. It was – Running back, like running back heavy with uh, getting Zeke there early and then getting Drake. I, I like he Kenyon Drake does this year. probably have one of the best one two top running back punches in the league, though. Like Zeke Kenyon Drake is, is hard to, to argue with. That's a that's a good punch. It's going to get him some points, but that's I do like I do like um, Dobbins down there in the eighth that he got. I think he's got a chance to. To, to, to do some damage if he can get in front of Ingram. Yeah, yeah, I can see that happening. I, I think on the – it was at the end of the fourth round he took Devin Singletary, um, which was a bit of a head-scratcher to me. I think I probably would have preferred guys like Mark Ingram ahead of him, probably Jonathan Taylor, even though he might not start. Um, Bell was there. Still Bell there. was there, yeah. So I think yeah. – I don't, I don't know if Singletary will keep that job very long. He kind of had a couple flashes last year. Yeah, yeah, that offense is just – it's hard to bet on. Yeah, except for I, the quarterback. You know, the quarterback's a stud. And well, uh, we'll, we'll get to the team he's on later. Yeah. So I will say – so I had Sutton last year, and I I can't argue with the, the Sutton pick in the fifth. I think he's going to get value out of that. Sutton is a – he's a TD threat just about every week. He just – with his size, he's, he's constantly getting – pretty much every red zone look. But but is he the wide receiver one there with Judy? That's – I don't know. I think they play different games. I think Sutton's still going to – I mean, he's the established uh, wide receiver there. Ju- Judy's still the rookie. So I think Sutton will, will get the um, 
the bulk of it in the beginning. Uh, and I think he's, I think he's safe just from the fact that he's going to get more of the, more of the attention in the red zone. Tell you what I didn't love was uh, Drew Brees in the seventh. I felt like he, he was kind of taking him because there was a run on quarterbacks there. And it's just, I don't know if maybe I'm, I'm on the boat that, that Breeze is going to start to decline with age, but I'll probably be wrong. Breeze puts up good numbers every year. I don't know. I just wouldn't have taken quarterback there. Yeah, there was a lot of, of other wide, wide receiver talent left on the board when he took Breeze. But like you said, Breeze always comes through, it seems like. So yeah, mid-round, like, it's he's gonna not get horrible. Points out of it. He's going to get points out of it, but I, I think he probably could have leveraged that particular pick into to something that was a little higher position scarcity. Yeah, I think there might be a crush there we don't know about because I probably I probably had I had Watson ahead of him for sure and Kyler. I had Kyler pretty yeah. high. Yeah. Yeah, Kyler's good. I like the I liked the value of the the tight ends there at the the end of the draft though. I think um Hawk and Ebron if they can stay healthy, both of them have a chance to put up good points and so even doing two of them back to back, I think in the the twelfth and the thirteenth, he's gonna get he's gonna get something out of that. I see that he definitely has some work cut out for him. He's gonna have to really either be active on the trade market or get some 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 lucky grabs on the waivers if he's gonna gonna really compete though. Basically, pay attention when you send in trades. Is that what you're saying? That or <laughs> we both into the waiver. Colby's the one that's going to send him trades. I will send sure everyone trades. So moving on to uh, the second person picking in the draft, we have Lance or cilantro and onions. Um, ended up kind of having an up and down season last year. Uh, it didn't end up working out so well for him. Second pick in the draft. I think the, um, the first pick here was pretty obvious. He was going to take whichever of those two running backs Ryan didn't take. So Ryan went Zeke. You pretty much have to go for it there. I know he's got he had a good draft, but there's nothing that really wows me. I feel like. Yeah, there was. I think getting um, Odell Beckham. I, I I don't know. Getting him early in the fifth round, I felt like there was good value there. I know there's a lot of name value to that, and I'm not sure how much really opportunity is still in that offense. Uh, you yeah. know, they brought Austin Hooper in. They still have Jarvis Landry there. Kareem Hunt is going to be getting a lot of targets out of the backfield, I feel. Um, but I, I, I still think that's good value in the fifth. He's still the top target there. Well, and so to, to take a different tact with that, speaking as the former Odell Beckham owner, um, I hate the pick. I think uh, Odell should have gone undrafted. I think he was a waste of a pick, and uh, I will never, ever endorse him ever again. But I'm not bitter. It's, yeah. it's really fine. Yeah, you're good. No, and I don't think that's an overreaction at all. I think that's a really thought out well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's the only logical way to look at it. I did I did think the so with the seventh and ninth round pick, he went tight end, which you know usually I feel like when you see someone go tight end early, then maybe they're around the seventh or ninth or tenth round, maybe double digit rounds they'll get their backup tight end. But he went Waller and uh, and Higby. And I think Higby's interesting in the ninth. I wouldn't be surprised if he started more games for him than Waller, uh, just because he came on really strong at the end of last year. And uh, I, I was pretty high on him going into the draft personally. 
Yeah, versus like Waller started off really strong last season, and then he wasn't bad at the end of the season, but he definitely dropped off from his from his original pace. So, yeah, I, I liked that kind of going doubling up on tight end quickly there as well. And you can't really argue with the Deshaun Watson in the eighth pick either. No, that's that's going to be productive. And like I said, with those those tight ends back to back, they're both going to be productive. And with that crazy flex now. Who knows what could happen with those tight those tight end spots? Yeah, yeah he maybe could... they both blow up and he plays both of them. Maybe he picks up a third tight end. Maybe he trades them both to Ellis so Ellis can play nothing but tight ends. I don't know. Uh, I think the Good latter, is, yeah, the latter is probably the one that makes the most sense to me. Mm-hmm. I mean, we all know Ellis is putting out crazy trade bait right now with those towels and sunscreen. Yeah. All right. So picking third, we have uh, Ryan or Orange Jujus. Um, so he had the third pick of the draft, went uh, with Clyde Edwards Hilaire, which was a bit of a head scratcher and a, not in a bad way. Um, just really, Love I think that. there was a lot, yeah, there was a lot of, of debate about where uh, Hilaire was going to go. I thought he was going to go later. I certainly thought he was going to go before me and I was at nine, but I thought he was going to go later than that. Uh, I don't think it's a bad pick. I think it's a, uh, it's got a ton of upside. Um especially having a keeper in Dalvin Cook already. So you're slotting Hilaire in at, at your RB2. I think I think just about anybody would be happy with that. Yeah, they're like you you can't I mean, assuming Cook stays healthy, um the the floor on on Edward Hilaire is going to be just as high as pretty much any veteran. It's like he he should be I mean, we all know how Andy Reid is with his with his lead running backs. He he puts him to work, so I, I love that pick. And, and Dalvin Cook, if he stays healthy, has shown what he can do. So, yeah, I, th- I think those two together should be should be great. Juju's a risk, though, just because of Big Ben, which I, I think I saw something today that he had some some injury woes. Yeah, something came out that it was like he's injured, but but honestly, he'll be fine. We promise. Right. So that that, that one could play big or, or could burn him. But it's all going to depend on Big Ben. Yeah, one of my favorite picks, too, was Will Fuller in the eighth round. Uh, I was a big Fuller fan. I think he's – that's a crowded wide receiver core. They brought over uh, Brandon Cooks and Randall Cobb. But I I feel like Will Fuller is probably the one that stands out above all of them. He just – as long as he can stay healthy, I feel like he has the potential to be a a constant – wide receiver two jumping into that wide receiver one so i think getting him in the eighth round is a good get uh ryan if you're listening i'm probably going to send you some trade offers for him um so basically what i'm saying is he sucks and ryan you're listening don't do it you got to move on from him you got three wide receivers all ahead of him robert woods is solid like he's about as solid as they come um, yeah, Keenan he, Allen he is another up, one. He doesn't get a lot of attention, just like on the fantasy circuit, but he puts up, like he puts up really good numbers consistently. And that that offense in in LA, they, I mean they they throw the ball. Yeah, even last year, I, I feel like he 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 finished maybe as a wide receiver two, a high end wide receiver two, but yeah, didn't maybe have outside of wide receiver one. Yeah, didn't have a whole lot of touchdowns though, so. I, I could see that kind of coming back to the norm this year. Yeah, you might get some positive regression, and he, he might really blow the top off. He also kind of 
kind of went with a more classic tight end view. He took both of his tight ends late in the ninth and the fourteenth, and yeah. neither one of them are gonna really are gonna set it on fire for him. So, yeah, I mean Jack Doyle, who knows with. Jack Doyle has the talent to be good, but I, I don't know. He hasn't really put it together yet. So um, it's it's a good flyer, but but yeah, he like like you said, he did kind of wait on that. I don't think he paid for it, but um, but he didn't go for any of those big name guys. Um, as we keep moving along here, we're down to the fourth pick of the draft with Kyle W. Um, overall, I had a good draft. I liked it. I I I wasn't sure what he was going to do right in front of me. Um, I like the 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 Thomas pick, and the other gutsy thing was going no keeper this year, um, so he was able to just start start fresh, which Kyle usually needs to do anyway. So, um, I think no keeper was the right call, though. Like looking at for, looking at the roster from last year, there are some players he could have potentially kept, but I think he would have been hamstringing himself to do so. I think it was probably better for him to just be able to react to the players as they came to him instead of locking in on, on what would have potentially been a loss just to get the definite keeper. Yeah, I don't – no keeper really stood out to me. Um, as far as his draft goes, I, I felt like he got two decent running backs. I don't know how I feel about Bell, but I think Chris Carson is pretty solid. I don't know that I'm super comfortable with him being my running back one. I'd, I'd rather have someone with a little higher ceiling. But Carson has a decent floor. Uh, and Lev Bell, I don't know what the hell to expect from New York in general, let alone the New York backfield. Right. Um, it's not a problem with Bell. It's a problem with that offense. Like, they just – yeah. Even – like, last year, though, I feel like who was the standout offensive player from from New York? I mean, it was basically all Bell. So, yeah. Yeah, I don't think you're going to be comfortable with him week to week, but he should he should put up numbers for you. But his wide receiver class is probably my favorite out of all the teams. He's got Thomas and Ridley, T.Y. Hilton, which who could have a, a a really solid year, especially with Philip Rivers throwing him the ball now. Uh, yeah, Michael Gallup, like giddy up like you're on the rancho. Yeah, Tyler Boyd is his, is his fifth wide receiver, and I think he's arguably the wide receiver one on his team with a, a quarterback that can sling it. And, yeah, I, I think there's a lot to come with Joe Burrow. Yeah. I'm also uh, – I'm happy that he um, very quickly came off of his three tight end strategy. Um, right. That, yeah. The, like, when he took that third tight end in the in the final round, I was kind of wondering if, if he even realized that he already had to. Um, but he's, he's since made a change, so – well, well done, Kyle. I, I approve of dropping Johnny Smith. Yeah, I think the tight end he should have let go, though, was probably Kittle. I think Kittle's a, a bum and really doesn't deserve to be rostered. Just trash. I really like uh, Kyler there, too. I know he's got Tom down there as the backup, but I like Kyler Murray there, and I think I think Murray's going to have a big season. Yeah, I mean, he has Nuke now. That's uh, in, in the eighth. That's, that's probably a pretty good value. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah, I'm a I'm a big Kyler Murray fan. I uh, I know Kyle Kyle Wickens is a is a Aggie, and Kyle Kyler Murray was once an Aggie, 
Uh, so I, I, I tried to pry him. I haven't been successful yet, but uh, yeah, I'm going to try and get Kyler Murray on my team. So last but not least, um, and Colby, I don't know if you want to mute the on this. Um, yeah. Last but not least for, uh, for tonight's podcast, we have Ian with the fifth pick in the draft. Um, Yahoo gave him a B. So that's, you know, it's, all right. Um, he ended up keeping Josh Jacobs, which I think helped like a much better keeper at the time that he made it. it does now, but either either way, he kept him in the third. It's it's not really that bad. Um, he did break the seal on tight ends, taking Travis Kelsey in the second. Uh, Damn, Skippy. Yeah. So and then and then ended up doubling up uh, on that uh, Kansas City duo. With uh, with Mahomes in the fourth, which I think uh, that that could work out pretty well for you. But uh, but I think if Mahomes gets injured again, you are um, what's the word? You're uh, you're fucked. So yeah, um, that that'll be interesting for you. Um, but I mean, there's there's probably not a better one two tight end quarterback duo in the league. Um, yeah. Yeah, and I think with the exception of, you know, he said he kept Josh Jacobs in the third round and didn't take a second running back until round five. I, I think yeah. even doing that, I don't think he hurt himself too much because he got Mark Ingram there, then got Mostert and David Montgomery. And I, I feel like all of them could could be running back twos probably for a good part of the season. It's been, and Mostert's got a pretty big ceiling. I think Ingram yeah. is just – he's going to get work. I, J.K. Dobbins might eventually take over that job, but but at that point he, Montgomery should be coming on strong anyway. So. Yeah, yeah, and you yeah. got you got plenty of of time to kind of adjust for that too. And I, Gibson is a whole other show now too. Yeah, that, yeah, that's yeah. A good Gibson, point. Gibson, that pick got a whole lot sexier today. Um, Damn. So, <laughs> I I will say uh, I I love. Uh, Devontae Adams, I don't know that I would have taken him that early, but but looking at the draft board, I don't really know that there was a, a, an obviously better pick there either. Um, but then waiting to the eight to get your next wide receiver and having it be Julian Edelman uh, with uh, with Booty Scoot and Cam Newton throwing to him, I don't I don't know that I that I love Edelman as a wide receiver too. I, maybe I'm just out on New England, but that. <laughs> Yeah. And it's good you didn't draft him, and I did because I'm happy with it. <laughs> yeah, you took the option away, so thanks, I guess. I, I think Debo Samuel will probably have pretty quickly take over that wide receiver two role, but I don't know what uh, what his flex, what your flex is going to look like. Debo Samuel is still injured, isn't he? Well, yeah, that's a technicality. Yeah, that he's got to work. Yeah, through. don't worry about that. Don't worry about that. We'll <laughs> but, be fine. I, th- I think they're expecting him. Yeah, I think they're expecting him to be ready pretty quick, if not by the opener. I think pretty quickly. Yeah, I, I think, think so far this has been the best, the best <laughs> draft we've looked at, guys. Like we can all admit it. Just, just your totally unbiased opinion. Completely. One. I mean, I'm related to one of the guys. I mean, um, I, I got to be impartial here, and I think it's the best one so far. Yeah, that's a weird way to define best, but yeah, sure. Yeah, hey, it works. Okay, so that covers picks one through five. 
over the next couple of days, we're going to record another one for picks six through ten, and we hope to get that out before the start of the season. Um, we're not really sure how frequently we want to do this. A lot of it is going to be predicated on the on how much the league wants it. Um, and just how much we enjoy doing it. So I had a good time. I don't know about you guys. I liked it. Yeah, we really had the best pick, and like that was just that I'm I'm turned off now. That was my goal. Oh, it's usually the opposite. Yeah. Well, hey, oh. <laughs> All right. Well, that's it for today. Uh, if you made it to the end, thank you for listening. If you didn't, well, fuck you. <laughs>